Before the next episode of the podcast, we wanted to talk about something that's in the air. Do you know what's in the air, Harish? Is it love? There is a love in the air. Yes, love is in the air. And specifically, we're talking about Valentine's Day coming next Tuesday, which is really, really soon. If you're still looking for a gift and you want something really unique and personal, imagine recording your favorite memories of your partner and letting them listen to you talk about them. So we're actually talking about folklory, our service that turns memories into personal podcasts. And why are we talking about folklory, Harish? Because we're having an offer of 20% for anyone who wants to get a folklory from now till Valentine's Day. And if you're still wondering, what does a folklory sound like? What does someone talking about their partner as a podcast sound like? Well, we have a little excerpt from a previous folklory we recorded with a customer who is talking about his wife. So here it is. At what point did you realize that, hey, something is different about this girl? Do you remember? Like how soon after you started chatting or how soon after you met? I like immediately, like we can just like hit it off uh, from the get-go. Like she understands my jokes and like uh, I also understand where she's coming from. And it was a very like, I'd say we were comfortable easily, very easily comfortable with each other each other very fast mm. and like for me like yeah, we've got to other people like uh, I share my jokes and stuff and they come from a different totally different background as me and mm. I just get this blank stare from them or like not really sure where to go with this and then mm. I love that Ram was able to like yeah she's able to like know where I'm coming from and then like shoot back and then I shoot back it's, like, it's very nice like energy which I love that we have Wow, that was really heartfelt and sweet, man. I can only imagine the kind of love that exists between these two people. Yeah, and if you also feel that there's love between you and your partner, well, to get 20% off your folklory order, just use promo code LOVE20. That's L-O-V-E-2-0 at our website, which is folklory.com, F-O-L-K-L-O-R-Y. It's valid till midnight on Sunday, that is 12 February, so you still have time to get an awesome Valentine's Day gift. Alright, all the details are in the show notes, and yeah, we would love to help you make something meaningful and kick-ass for this V-Day. And now, on to the podcast. Up everybody, welcome to another episode of Yala. Ba, 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 ba. Your thrice weekly podcast where we talk about the hottest news with a touch of what, Terence? Good old humor. Good old it's, humor, man. Yeah. Good old humor. Those, it's yeah, it's, it's, one, it's one of those uh, episodes that um uh yeah, I mean it's a well this one's gonna be a, a very big discussion that we're doing. This is one of those episodes, right? I guess it's yeah, it's a big discussion amidst big discussions. Like it's one of those episodes where there's almost too many topics to talk about. Mm, mm. Uh, and it's when we I literally think, had yeah. to give ourselves like more time. Hey, you know, let's let's delay the recording slightly so that we have a bit more time to research and read up and everything, like right. Yeah, and I mean partly also because okay, Parliament session just happened yesterday, but mm. also because our last podcast was with a guest, uh, Doctor Jason Leong. Yeah. So. I, I did feel like withdrawal symptoms of not uh, talking about the news, no? Because mm. I found, right, if we don't record this podcast, right, my mm. knowledge about current and social affairs just goes to zero. Basically, like, your no intellectual curiosity doesn't <laughs> yeah. carry you 
beyond having to deliver an episode of this podcast, lah, right? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Like, I think it was yesterday or Monday when you we were talking about some current affairs with someone else. I was like, oh my God, I don't know that. I didn't mm-hmm. read about it. Mm-hmm. So, so I mean, the, the the nice thing is that, okay, this Yalabad keeps me super informed, but the moment you take it away, right, I just become an ignorant dumbass. Mm-hmm. Just like, yeah. I mean, the truth is, uh, the, the, the only... The only things that really uh, uh, allow me to keep in touch with the news also are like, you know, people discussing shit on Reddit and, mm. and, and people getting outraged on, you know, all those like Wake Up Singapore or TikTok kind of platforms. Yeah. Mm. So so other yeah. than that, I also like, I wouldn't also be, you know, so closely following everything. Because I think, yeah, if you keep following everything, you're going to you're gonna end up like depressed or, or suicidal or something, man. Yes, so much, yeah. There's so much tough news out there every day, yeah. Yeah, uh, I mean, I will say that just now when you started your sentence with, uh, the truth is, I thought you were going to, don't fucking say that. The truth is, you're an ignorant dumbass uh, in, in most situations. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so at least but you didn't I, say that. Like, at least you didn't say that. I, pl- I applaud you for your honesty and just, no, not sounding like as if you know you keep up with everything and all that, because that's impossible for anyone, right? Yeah, it's impossible. It's mm-hmm. impossible. Yeah. Um, and also, I think this past few days, a lot happened. La. Since yes. last Friday, with the bombshell of tin paling and grab, then yesterday parliament. So yeah, mm. we've got some hot topics to talk about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, before that, mm. what would you like to plug, Terence? Uh, I think it's a big shout out to everyone who's already subscribed to our newsletter. Just try only. Um, to recap, it's every week, every week of the of the newsletter, we talk. We take one of the topics that we dissected on our podcast. And we offer two different perspectives on it. Perspectives based on what we have read, but also interesting articles that maybe give a bit more insight into why we're talking about those perspectives. So, um, you know, one thing that I think is awesome about the newsletter is that regardless of uh, us not being around or traveling or getting married or anything, or even not even featuring in a Yalabad podcast because we're, we're away, uh, the newsletter has consistently gone out every single week, right? Since mm, inception. Mm, mm. Um, so if you haven't subscribed already, what are you waiting for? Jump on the bandwagon and just try only. Yes. Ah, uh, okay, okay. And <laughs> and I mean, even if you don't want to hear about our perspectives, we consolidate all the one shock things. So you no mm. longer need to go into the link of the episode description and all that. All the one shock things will show up in your email. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or if, I, I think some people have mentioned that they're having a lot of trouble downloading or listening to our podcast sometimes for some yeah. reason. I mean, we've been trying to fix the problem, whether it's with our uh, our podcast service provider or within Spotify. Um, you know, uh, there's the option. So, I mean, there's the option to read about what we're talking about via this newsletter or just have it appear in your inbox and you can you can look at, at it from there. Yeah, but still listen to the podcast. La. You know, try, don't try, just try, abandon try, try, the podcast. Yeah, just yeah, just yeah. better fucking listen. Do your best. Better fucking yeah. listen. Yeah, do your, do your best. best. Everyone do your best. Yes. Everyone do your best. Cool, man. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. Yes. Let's jump right into it. Big topic. Jump. So, so I mean, today is Wednesday, 8th February. Uh, and for the first topic, it is a topic that was debated in Parliament uh, on Monday and Tuesday for a total of 12 hours now. Mm-hmm. 12 hours. It was two mm. motions. I think all in all, maybe 10 MPs spoke. Mm. And that motion concerns housing. Yes. How a zing. Mm. Housing. Mm. Mm. So, so more specifically, there were two motions that were filed. Uh, mm. um, and 
Uh, one was by the National Development Minister Desmond Lee, mm. um, and the other was by Progress Singapore Party (PSP) uh, NMPs Leong Manwai and Hazel Poa. Mm. Uh, and I think the the latter came about because Leong Manwai. I mean, this housing topic and land costs and BTO prices and resale price hikes and all has been debated quite a while. Uh, I think Leong Manwai uh, and Sim N spared on fa- uh, spared on Facebook for a while, and mm. then. Uh, Manwai said, okay, I'm going to file a motion in the next parliament. Uh, and lo and behold, parliament came and they talked about it. Mm. A lot. 12 hours, man. Yeah. I heard parliament, uh, the session only ended like after 11 p.m. on Tuesday night, which, uh, you know, for, oh, for a lot of, yeah, for a lot of older folks, 11 p.m. is way past the bedtimes already, like, right? So it's, mm-hmm. uh, it's pretty intense, uh, Yeah. Then Tan Chuan Jin didn't take another video of him eating Filet Fisher. <laughs> no, 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 maybe no sponsor from McDonald's this time. They're, oh, they're, no sponsor from busy, McDonald's. Uh. They're too busy plugging <laughs> the quarter pounder. The, the, the recently uh, the new one, right? quarter that's pounder. Back. Yeah, 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 that's back, yeah. But yes, okay, it's so, a big topic so, about so housing. Mm. Yeah, so I mean, I have a lot of tabs open uh, and I don't know mm. if you have tabs. I know you have, you have your laptop in front of you, but what yeah. are the things that just stuck out to you from memory from the discussion? Um, the high level, the, high level things. The I guess the interesting things here are that uh, Leong Man Wai PSP filed, uh, you know, uh, a motion that essentially was trying to say that you know the, the okay. Let me go back again. I think the two motions that were filed by Desmond mm. Lee of PAP mm. and Leong Man Wai of PSP, um, both of them are talking about making housing affordable and accessible. Uh, for Singaporeans, right? Um, mm, mm. But I think the PSP one is saying that the government is not doing enough and more needs to be done. And mm. the PAP one is saying that, uh, you know, we will continue to, we will continue to try and make housing affordable and accessible for Singaporeans. Uh. So, mm. very slight difference in that sense. And But PSP, uh, in fact, more than just saying doing more, they also uh put forth two very distinct uh plans to try and reset the housing system. La. So they use the word yeah. reset. La. So it's really yeah, you think about it fundamentally, um a reset is something you do when when you feel something is really broken, la, right? And that's what they're pointing mm. out here that they do feel that it's broken and uh, we should use this opportunity of the you know the pandemic being over and everything to reset the housing policies. La. So yeah. that definitely was spark debate. And um, yeah, so that was one of the most immediate things that stuck out to me uh, when I was reading about this. Uh. How about you? Uh? I know I know for you, it's, uh, you know, we, we've talked about, hey, shall we talk about housing and all that? We've always felt like, oh, sorry. We've always felt that it's um, it's such a huge topic, very complex, uh, yes. hard to get answers. So why is it this time we felt, okay, it's an interesting topic to, to discuss, uh? I mean, because, okay, so when I was researching for this, you see you see a lot of clips online about, you know, Desmond Lee, Indrani Raja, uh, mm-hmm. uh, Pritam Singh, Leon Pereira, uh, and, and a lot of MPs, you know, just sharing their thoughts on this. But I was thinking, okay, wait, how many things were discussed? But it mm-hmm. all tied back to those two different motions, like, and it was anchored mainly by Desmond Lee and, and Leong Man Wai. Like. So, mm-hmm. same thing, I mean, for me also, what stuck out, if I look at it at a high level, and what... I guess people should know is that it was all around the two uh, 
proposals that Liang Manwai put forth la, in mm. uh, to reset the housing system. And yeah. all the other contributions by the ministers uh, were either like trying to f- understand more about either of those two or just mm. shitting on it. La. Mm. Mocking <laughs> just it, mocking. I would say even mocking, mocking it. it. Yeah. yeah, and just shitting on it. Yeah, mocking mm. on it. Mocking. So, so, I mean, the two things that he did propose, uh, one is the... Um, accessible, uh, the affordable home scheme. Mm. So, by and large, what I understand, what he's saying is that the land cost for any flat that is purchased is uh, deferred. Mm. Um, and you only you pay B- if you... BTOs, BTOs. For new BTO ah, BTOs. flats, right? Yeah. yeah, for new BTO flats. Correct, correct. New BTO flats. So, uh, you only pay for... Um, you don't pay for the land cost when you buy it. Mm. Um, but when you choose to sell it, that is when you pay for the land cost mm. uh, after mm. your minimum occupation period, uh, the MOP. So I think it's paid for the, the land cost at the time of acquisition plus uh, with accrued interest. Mm. Um, mm. So so the rationale there is that if you buy a BTO and you choose to live in it for the rest of your life, um, yeah, like uh, you're, not, you're not gaining from it and you're not uh, profiting from the... the uh, value of the land and it makes it a lot more accessible for you. Like, and I think mm. the example gave was a Telok Blanga flat that mm. is priced at 350k. If you take away the land cost, it comes down to 140k. Mm. Mm. Yeah. So that was one. Of course, we will dive into it a bit more. And yeah. the second one was the millennial apartment scheme mm. um, where he proposed that uh, a bunch of quality flats and I guess quality, it means like the the prime locations like, near the CBD, mm. right? Yeah, uh, they'd right. be made available for young couples and groups of Singaporeans to rent for two to five years at affordable rates. So basically, mm-hmm. you know, that whole slew of new prime prime BTOs, prime HDB yeah. BTOs, yeah. Uh, what he's suggesting is a, a portion of those be kept solely for rental. Mm-hmm. Solely for rental. Yeah. Um, it's basically like a, like Hamlet, la, like a, one of those co-living spaces, right? But government mm. funded. Mm. Is it Homlet or Hamlet? Hamlet. It's H-A-M, H M L E T, omelet, omelet. Maybe this is an omelet, omelet. You say omelet, omelet. You say omelet, omelet. Yeah, like when they came up with that name, also right. I'm like, mm. okay, I get the domain name for omelet. Maybe not available, but omelet. Mm. Like how how would you say it? Yeah, if you say if you if you are talking about your company and you say, oh, my company's name is Hamlet. Yeah. Um, what are people going to search? H-A-M-L-E-T, la, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right, that's right. Yeah. And if you say homelet, H-O-M-L-E-T. Yeah, yeah. And so then if you're bit, like... Yeah, yeah, there was a trend uh, at one point where startups were basically removing the the vowels from their names, uh, right? To sound cool. Oh, yeah. yeah correct, Which correct, is, correct. Uh, in retrospect, it's... Only <laughs> only two people did... Two kinds of people did that, like startups and, and gangster rappers, uh, right? You know? Uh, uh, correct, correct. So, and now, it, it hasn't <laughs> aged well, uh, these kind of names, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, like Hamlet, Homlet, and then people like me will be Hamlet. Yeah, exactly. Right. What are you going to search for? So it's Hamlet. Okay. Yeah, Hamlet. So Hamlet. Yes. Yeah. So <laughs> this is like a government Hamlet. Yes. Government Hamlet. Mm. So so those were the two things that he put forth. Uh, so mm, how should mm, we do mm. this? Uh? Should we should we like talk through what the responses were from the respective uh, MPs, or how were you thinking about it? Uh? Uh, maybe just thinking about it. Just talking about these two at their face value, right? Mm, um, because I, I think... Uh. Yeah, because I yeah. think if we just go start going into what the other MPs 
described it as maybe we're not giving it the time of day in terms of like trying to understand what they're proposing as well, right? Yeah, because um, yeah, yeah, it is correct. it is still as uh, seductive or as simple as it sounds. There's still a layer of uh, complexity about it that I was still trying to wrap my head around uh, even this morning before we recorded the podcast. Uh. So my understanding, like what you mentioned about the Lok Blanga flat for the first scheme, uh, right? This affordability mm. homes scheme, right? Mm. Um, was basically that you only are paying for the construction costs and maybe a little bit more. Uh, plus when, when you buy the BTO, when you buy a BTO, uh, right? So mm. in the example, it was a, the flat is a value at what? $350,000 in Tolok Blanga, um, yeah. including land costs. But for, but under this new scheme, you would only pay about $140,000 for the construction costs plus a little notional value, like he calls it, like you mark up a little bit, like, right? For mm-hmm. whatever the location is and, and all. And then you never actually have to top up that remainder for the land costs unless you decide to resell your flat after your minimum occupation period of, of what, five years or, or what, right? Mm-hmm. So, so that's what they're saying. Um, that means technically, you know, you could buy this BTO from a very young age and pay only $140,000. And if you just decide to live in the BTO, build your family in it for the rest of your life, um, you never have to top up the amount. Lah. But if one day you decide, okay, I, I want to upgrade to a bigger private property or something like that, then you would, then you would need to, you know, put your flat in the open market. And at the same time, you would need to pay uh HDB back for that land cost plus mm. whatever accrued interest there is based on historical data, right? Like yeah. the, the additional two hundred thousand dollars or, or so that and plus interest over time is accumulated at the point of sale, right? Yeah. Yeah. So that is essentially what that scheme is proposing. Am I leaving out any details that are important for understanding it? Um, I mean, I'm I'm just looking uh, at the detailed write up on leongmanwai.sg. Mm. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. I I also just learned that yeah, yes, leongmanwai.sg. <laughs> leongmanwai.sg. Yeah, I'm like fuck yeah, man, you go, dude, uh, yeah. leongmanwai. So I think the one thing that you're saying about yeah, you know, buying um, like he did break it down into the user price and the notional location premium lah. Mm 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 mm. Yeah, so so basically, what what he's saying, I mean, it, it's worth a read on on that website because um, mm. he says some things about it which I didn't know before, and I haven't fact checked it yet. But okay, mm. um, assume that it's it's in in the motion he sent to Parliament that it's correct. Uh, apparently, this was based on a deferred land cost idea first proposed by Dr. Tan Ming Wah in twenty thirteen when he was a researcher at the Institute of Policy Studies at mm. NUS. Mm-hmm. Um, so the g- good idea was in the in the public domain la. Um, so yeah going back to the scheme basically uh, you buy a flat you pay a user price mm-hmm. uh, equal to construction cost and then a notional location premium that t- mm-hmm. still takes into account where in Singapore it is la. Yeah. Um, yeah and apparently this user price also was, con- was a concept suggested by Mr. Yo Lam Kyung who was a former chief economist of GIC mm-hmm. yes so I mean wh- one thing like uh, that uh, I guess is the supposed merit of this is that yeah you you don't have to use up your CPF mm. Uh, mm. Uh, to pay for your house because like right now I bought a resale right I'm using my CPF mm. right mm. Yep. Um, but it's also emptying it out you know mm. so mm. this one is like if you choose to stay in your house for the rest of your life 
you you have more balance in your CPF for retirement mm. and all that. And if you don't sell it, uh, it it doesn't doesn't bump up the prices of the the homes around you, lah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, okay. So <laughs> you were saying what what uh the the our thoughts are like right so i am by no means a housing expert uh mm. i'm mm. by no means an economist but i am a, a a homeowner just from like two years ago and mm. when i read this right i guess this is the danger for pap you know when i read this right it makes sense mm. <laughs> you know mm. without understanding the macroeconomic impact the I know whether it's a raid on national reserves which was something that the pap and MPs came back with i'm mm. like hey shit uh yeah, if he sells it, the, he pays for the land, so the national reserves will still be topped up. Uh, mm. Sounds okay. And you know, mm. all, it's all these plans, right, that sounds okay, right, which might be fundamentally flawed, but if it sounds okay to lay people like me, right, mm. then the PAP better figure out how to rebut it adequately. Yeah. So, yeah. that was my my take, hearing it and reading it yeah. uh, without diving into the, the nitty-gritties. But what about you, uh? Yeah, that's why I use the word seductive, right? It does sound yeah, it's seductive. Seductive because it sounds like, oh yeah, it makes sense, you know, that that we're encouraging people to, you know, stay in their homes uh, longer and only if you have the means and you're 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 really looking to sell your HDB mm. and move to private property or whatever, then you have to think about how much it costs. Um yeah. Uh, and then yeah, obviously a lot of there were a lot of uh, PAP rebuttals on it, and even Leong Manwai himself in his speech, he was already preempting uh everyone saying that he knows that he knows that he's going to get a lot of rebuttals, literally saying that he's raiding the reserves, like, Right, so mm-hmm. it's like it's almost like he knows that he's this lightning rod of uh of attention from from the MPs really, like. and so so some of the PAP MPs I think we mentioned earlier, their responses were there were a lot of responses. And yeah. you know, some were you know really trying to talk through the the economic points of it, and uh, others seem to be almost like mocking, like, Right? Like I think, uh, I think one of the PAP MPs was it Sito was literally like, saying that he wanted to sing some lyrics or some song. Oh yeah, um, yeah. you know, to 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 characterize how he was feeling about it, and I think Speaker of the House had to tell him no, no, please don't, please don't, you know. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it was just a, a lot of uh, resistance to to the idea. Lah. But which one of all the MPs that, that spoke up against what Leong Manwan was saying, was there anyone in particular that really stood up more to you? Um, Let's see. Uh, uh, I mean, there was one by Denise Poir. Mm, mm. Uh, yes. You know, there's a Interesting clip one. that yeah. is went <laughs> online and... Um, like I encourage everyone to watch it because mm. uh in she was kind of I I don't really get what exactly she was uh getting at uh, mm. but this is one of those things that felt like it was mocking la because mm. she literally said okay so in in her spiel uh and no matter what her spiel was about right the only thing I mm. remember is this la and she said mm. okay you know that Telok Blanga flat um uh, yeah okay if it's three hundred and fifty it comes up to uh hundred and forty k. Um, which is what after Mr. after Long Man Wise uh, proposed plan uh, subsidy, like, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Correct, correct. And then she says, and I quote: uh, "I guess it would take just one to two years of annual pay." Mm-hmm. Um, and then she clarifies of one's annual pay to mm. pay up this flat, la. Yeah. <laughs> so, regardless of what she says before or after that, right? At yeah. first, I was thinking, okay, maybe she was talking about like household income. Okay, mm-hmm. household income 
two years, 70K a year. That's about 6K a month on average three. And I was like, uh, okay. I mean, median income is about 3.4, I believe, around there, mm-hmm. three-ish. Mm-hmm. But then I was thinking like, wait, 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 wait. She's talking about one's annual income and you're not mm. even taking into account expenses, right? Yeah. So it's stuff like that, right? That is going to fucking hurt the PAP. Because mm. when I hear that, right, regardless of whether I agree with the, the affordable home scheme or Leung Man I'm like, you know what? Just shut up. Just yeah. shut the hell up. Yeah. Um, I, I saw, so that yeah, one stood out to me. I watched it and even before the clip was extracted uh, for the internet to make a meme about it, I saw it on the Straits Times page, uh, Straits Times YouTube, and I was really like, Whoa, did she just say that? Did she just literally say that $140,000 can be paid for within one to two years, uh, you know, by the average BTO, uh, home uh, bidder, lah, right? You yeah. know, so it's like, there's this implicit what assumption in what she's saying that she's assuming <laughs> that everyone earns like 70K and upward, and up, lah, right? One to two years, right? Yeah. 70K and up. Yeah. Year. So I was like, wow, that, um, no, and that's not even earning 70k. You can't yeah. use 100% of your salary to pay off your house, sure. right? Sure, no, but, but even... Yeah. No, but I, I understand that there, sometimes they have to use metrics. Hyperbolism. Uh-huh. No, they have to use metrics like how many years of your of median income in Singapore it takes to pay off certain things or to earn a certain mm. amount. Because that's, yeah. that's probably the the main metric that, that, that people can really rely on, right? What median income yes. is and all that. But... Yes. um. Yeah, I think the way that she worded it, that made it, she, and she wasn't even using median income, like, she just somehow pulled out an assumption that, you know, the, the average BTO bidder is, uh, can be able to pay $140,000, uh, loan, whatever, within one to two years of the, of the income, like, right? Of the earned income. Yeah. So that to me, it really tells you that, uh, her, her, the, the range of incomes that she thinks that people, uh, the average person is earning or what the average, homeowner is earning is at least 70k and up right so i I think that's a huge huge but it also tells you um yeah maybe that's 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 how out of touch uh you know people can be when their when their salaries are a lot higher than what the median incomes are as well right yeah yeah and i mean i mean mm. we i'm a i'm i make no i don't hide it also i come from very privileged background as well and I mm. think there were a lot of things that I said or did in my youth that uh, did not did, did not take to account a lot of the privilege that that uh, I enjoyed growing up and all that, right? Um, mm. You know whether it's like uh, you know expecting everyone to to have made uh, you know gone overseas for a solo trip or something after after graduating from high school or things like that, uh, and this assumption that oh you know like even if we travel cheap and everything, you know why why can't you afford just to fly out? for like a couple of weeks after you graduate and, and to go for holiday. So there's all these little things that only years later as you're an adult and you're working, then you realize, hey, actually, uh, yeah, we, we, a lot of, uh, at least for me, I know I come from a very privileged position and it's it's uh, wrong to assume that everyone can or is able or even wants to to live a certain kind of lifestyle that you've been, you've, you've had the privilege of enjoying. So mm. I can totally understand where this faux pas comes from and it is it's not that that these people are assholes or anything but literally it's just when you are when you're in a position where you're privileged it's just much harder to see how normal people are living their lives yeah. Like, right yeah. yeah and it's not because they're assholes or because they're they're evil or anything it's just human psychology where if you are one of the 
so-called the you know the between the haves and the have-nots. If you want the haves, it is much harder to relate to the have-nots, like, right? True, true. But mm. like you know, like let's say if you say something annoying, like one-on-one, I can say Terence, shut the fuck up, okay? Yes. <laughs> <Right>? yes. <laughs> and you are not voted into the position of being like my co-host or mm. or mm. having to decide policies that affect other people. Like. So yeah. if you want to speak in parliament, don't say stupid shit like this. Don't say stupid things like that. This is the problem. I can imagine people listening and saying, oh, but you all are picking only on one thing, you know. But no, okay, parliament is public. You say mm. this kind of shit, it will bite you in the ass. Yeah. Uh, it will bite yeah. you in the ass and, and it kind of, it, it, it can it can dilute whatever intelligent argument you're making elsewhere. Like. And mm. yeah, it is a high bar, you know, like, oh, don't say stupid shit in parliament. But sorry, yeah. man, you're in parliament, yeah. you have to, you have to, um, up your game lah. Yeah. And never forget, yeah, Parliament is, there is an element of uh, theatrics and performance as well, right? There's yeah. cameras trained on you. There are literally people who can go in and sit in the gallery and watch you give your speech. Um, you know, so it's, you got the, everything that you say and, and that you, that you do, you need to watch very carefully. Don't, you know, don't dig your nose just because you're sitting in one of the back benches and thinking that there's no camera on you, whatever. Don't do stupid yeah. things like that, lah, right? So, yeah, big faux pas. I, I also, it also very unfortunately takes away from whatever substance of, of whatever she's saying also, lah, right? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, okay, so to, to not focus on like uh, individual moments like that, I mm. think a lot of the rebuttals, like let's say from uh, Desmond Lee and Indrani Raja was that uh, if these prices are that low, uh, in some mm. way there is, something's got to give, lah, right? Yep. And yep. it will take away from nat- uh, the 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 national reserves, which means that the future generations will pay, um, mm. or the people around you will pay. I know Indrani mm. uh, was saying that everyone, uh, yes, the the person, the homeowner will benefit, but it's paid for by everyone else around them. Mm. Like, and mm. she gave the example of like, how would you feel if you just got your BTO, but a few years down the road, someone gets a BTO next to you at a much lower price? Like, how mm. how would that feel? You know, you will be subsidizing them. Yeah. Um, and I mean, yes, uh, but I don't know, like when she said that also, I'm like, uh, but you go through life, you do realize that, that, uh, like these kind of things do happen, right? Sometimes mm. you benefit, sometimes you don't benefit. I know it's easy for me to say, cause I got my place two years ago. Mm. I don't know how mm. I would actually feel, but to use that as an argument, then it, it can extend to a lot of the other things that PAP has done also where mm, they mm. they suddenly uh, change the policy for this or, 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 or and people who are impacted like even the BTOs that in Tanjung Paga you know like mm. before then it was didn't take into account the prime location right so the people yeah. who got that the, the appreciation on the value is so high and you can mm. argue that mm. I got my BTO at the same time it hasn't appreciated so what is just uh based on market forces, you know? So when she used that kind of argument, I was like, "Hey, but don't I, I didn't feel like that was a that strong a rebuttal, So that was, that was something that stuck out to me. It was about how the future generations and everyone around you would pay for it, lah. Yeah, I, I would. Uh, one thing I would definitely say is the I watched through some of the points that, that uh, you know the rebuttals and everything. I think uh, Indrani is a very persuasive speaker, right? I think mm-hmm. the way she presents the argument also is very. Um, it makes you really sit up and listen, lah, right? And mm. she's very eloquent that way. But yeah, I agree with you that that argument of like, uh, how would you as a homeowner feel if the block next to you 
um, you know, later, a few years later or five years later or whatever, they paid much less for the, you know, a similar block in a similar location with similar amenities and everything. Lah. And like you, I felt mm, there's some, yeah, there's something about the argument that um, doesn't make sense. In the sense mm. that what we're trying to do here is at least, the, I, I guess the whole point of this whole parliamentary motion is to acknowledge that there are challenges, whether macroeconomic challenges or whatever, there are challenges to keeping keeping housing affordable and accessible for Singaporeans, right? Mm-hmm. And maybe there were, you know, there were missteps in the past or mistakes made in the past about assessing what demand would be year to year. And if the the cost of that is that there will be some people unhappy about about changes that need to be made, then that's what that's what governments do, right? Governments have to make decisions based on not just based on a small segment of people living in a block, you know, uh, the next the next door block being unhappy, but overall the whole the future the the you know the current and future batches of Singaporeans are. And the problem now is a lot of young people are having. Are waiting a long time to get the BTO flats, right? Mm. So, I mean, I mean, wouldn't thinking about them as a as a as a whole, thinking about society as a whole, and and what what kind of like bullets we need to bite, lah, to take to take a very famous line from Go Chok Tong, right? What bullets mm. we need to bite in order to to try and fix this problem, lah? So, yeah, appealing to the that kind of appeal to like, oh, how would you feel if? If if uh something like that happened to you, you know, I, I feel it's it's not a very strong argument, and uh, mm. it was very eloquently delivered. But I yeah, like you, I felt like hey, that's not that doesn't convince me at all, uh, right? And yeah, it, yeah. It, rather than it's not so much about debating the the merits of the policy or, or what, but the, and, and there's a lot to be debated about the pol- or whatever that Leong Man Wai is suggesting also, lah, right? I think he he essentially we are also that. What he's saying, like in Johnny says, essentially is there is a going to be um a cost that of you know the a cost to via the depletion of reserves that will be borne by by all of Singapore, like, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, maybe rather than appealing to the emotions of how you feel about it, but is is trying trying to think through work through some numbers or presenting some numbers about how, how a subsidy like that would uh, affect everyone. Because yeah. I think that would make help to make it a much more robust argument rather than thinking about, oh, how about the block next door? How will you, you as the person feel in the block next door when you when you see other people being able to afford public housing? Uh, and then now, especially to me as a, you know, uh, a parent as well, to me it's like, okay, I mean, yeah, there are some sacrifices that we as a generation will have to make to ensure that our kids and all have uh, affordable housing as well, right? When they when they grow up and get to the st- to the age where they want to build their own families and all, because it's just not sustainable for them to, to to yeah really have to fight market forces, uh, and and you know when they are thinking of building a home like, right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So yeah. so and I mean like what you said like you know the numbers. I think it was Sim N who said that it would amount like the the shortfall if it were to impl- be implemented is around two point three billion, which means it would mm. be an increase of one point three percent of tax like, across the board. So mm. I mean, you know like how the the thing is now with the one percent GST hike, already people are feeling the heat, you know, it's something mm. quantifiable. Um mm. and if you, you say that okay, it's gonna increase another one point three percent, you want or not. 
yeah. then it's something quantifiable. Lah. But the thing is, the GSC was also increased by the government. So if they mm. say, you know that thing we did that is making you feel all the heat, imagine if we do it again. <laughs> so so that's why I think this HDB thing, right, is is damn important uh, mm. because of the policy, but also because the way the BAP is arguing back now is not convincing, especially to lay people like me. Mm. If you want to mm. talk through the impact on the national national reserves and all it, it needs to be a bit more tangible like, because now even listening to it, it's a lot of like somebody has to pay, future generations mm. has to pay, it's an impact on natural na- national reserves. But it's all this talk that is, I'm like, okay, but I, 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 I'm not really fully aware. And of course, I know they can't reveal everything, but this mm-hmm. can be can be a dangerous thing if they don't pay attention and figure out how to argue. Like. And to this, I salute Liang Man Wai, you know, mm. just standing in the face of all the shit being thrown at him. I think even yeah. Murali Pillay, uh, he got quite agitated and he was, mm. in his closing line, I think he said, if we were nice, we would say Liang Man Wai is naive. If we mm. were honest, we would say he's something else. What's something else, you know? Like, yeah, it, yeah. I, like like what we said earlier, I think his plan is too seductive. It's almost like mm. hey, too good some, to be true, la, right? If too good to be too true. Good to be true <laughs> so sound, something <laughs> sounds true. off about it, also, right? So so people might be on the fence, but don't make me jump off onto the fence uh, to a certain side, la. because even Desmond Lee, um, mm. one thing he was saying that um, that Singapore's home price to income ratio, which is something you spoke about just now, like it's mm-hmm. basically an index, la. It is a yeah. number of years of total household income it takes to pay for a home. Uh, mm. is generally four to five right now. Mm. Um, and then he contrasted this with London, Los Angeles, and Sydney, where the ratio ranges from eight to 15, and Hong Kong, where it is more than 20. Yeah. So, I mean, Hong Kong is almost now, it's a very, it's a very different country, right? Mm. Um, and then for the others, they are cities, no? You live in London, mm. the ratio is more than 20. Fine, you fuck off from London and you go somewhere else within the country. Same with LA, mm. same with Sydney. Singapore, mm. you go where? Where? Yeah. Yeah. Pongol, is it? But <laughs> no. <laughs> right. Yeah. So so those sort of things also it feels like, hey, that that's not that convincing, eh? Yeah, yeah. And and that's why housing I mean like I think no no city has been able to solve this kind of issue as well, like, right? Especially the yeah. the major global cities, like, right? Um yeah. real estate prices and and you know, higher inflation and everything for all these major cities. But yeah, Singapore, we are in that, that quite uh, a unique situation where country is the city, is the island. Where else can you run to, like, right? Uh, there's mm-hmm. no there's no other options for everyone. That's where that's where it feels like that's where it feels like such a pressure cooker for for young families, like, right? You know? Yeah. Everything that you're paying for is going up in, in price, higher taxes, whatever. But also like you can't there's not even option there's not even an option for you know to live more cheap cheaply in terms of finding a place that 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 you you can you pay less for like, right yeah um, exactly yeah and then uh like like you i think I also think that what uh young man suggested all the at the very least at the very least whatever you want to say about the scheme and all it has kick started a very big discussion in parliament about it like, right. And mm. uh, even Workers' Party came forward and said that it's not their motion, but they, I think they said they are going to support it, like, right? Mm-hmm. And so I believe, I believe based on the numbers that they voted for, for PSP's motion as well. Um, and they, I, I don't think they disclosed exactly who voted for what, but I believe the opposition actually came together in the show of unity. 
for mm. one of the one of the few times. And uh yeah, even Workers Party, I think Pritam Singh filed a motion that was basically took whatever the PAP's motion was, <laughs> oh, yeah. but just cancelled out the last sentence and just said that oh government <laughs> needs to intensify its efforts to to do what the house is saying that it needs to do, like, which is make housing affordable and accessible for Singapore. So <laughs> Uh, I think Desmond Lee was like, "This is politicking, right?" But but at the same time, it's <laughs> yeah, like, It's that kind of like, wow, very that kind of like you know when you when I work, then you you write a very beautiful like document, and everything, then you hand it to somebody for approval, then they come back with <laughs> one one little correction at the end, and like, what the fuck? Like, everything else is what great, but this one correction, the the mic the mic drop moment needs to have my mark on it, like. <laughs> 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 then even if like you know Desmond Lee on his paper he cancelled the mark that Pritam put the mark is still there you know yeah, like yeah. Some, your teacher <laughs> underlined in red you put liquid yeah. paper and all you can still see the liquid <laughs> paper like, you know yeah yeah and no, uh, but, the motion was rejected like, yeah entirely, it was rejected like. Like. as in the amendment to the motion like, the amendment to right, the motion the yeah, amendment yeah. to the motion but yeah. basically I think I think what he's getting at which is which is true like, I mean essentially he says and I quote the government has not adequately acknowledged people's anxiety on housing and I think mm. that is the crux of everything you can say all this jargon and tech terms and all that but people are feeling the heat man mm. um, and they want and they want to they want you to to show that yes we know you're feeling uh, that we know that you guys are struggling you guys are feeling the heat like, right yeah, yeah. And I mean, I think, okay, so credit like uh, to HDB for saying that, okay, BTO, they've been very public about, okay, how many more BTOs are being built, the timeline will be mm-hmm. shortened and all that. So, okay, good. Thanks. Thank you, HDB. Mm. But yes, yes. I do appreciate what the opposition is trying to do, saying, okay, something needs to change. Because mm. if we go down this path, right, like, uh, whoo, man, like, it's going to get tough, man. It is going to yeah. get tough. So, yeah, uh, I mean, if you monitor the rhetoric, like, right, I think, uh, if you go online and see a lot of people uh, are mocking uh, a lot of what Desmond Lee was saying before with the word monitor mm. because they said they're monitoring you know the prices of HDB and the home prices and everything like, yeah, I think yeah. that was some months ago and all so everyone was like what do you mean by monitoring that doesn't that doesn't tell me that you're adequately worried about how the population is suffering through this and all that like, right yeah. but if you look at what Desmond Lee is saying now I think the the tone, the language is is quite different. He literally said that, yes, we know the system is far from perfect, lah, right? Mm-hmm. But let's not let's not jettison everything that has got us to where we are today, and 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 uh, do something to, and we will continue to try to make things better, lah. Sorry. So if yeah. you ask me, at least, at least there is that that uh, acknowledgement that you know you can't say things like well, we're monitoring the situation. You know, because there's it just sounds uh for, for anyone who is really going through all these issues, it just sounds uh it sounds like a politics speak, right? Like just yeah, just telling exactly. people to wait wait uh you know, like yeah, solution will come, don't worry, just wait for wait for tomorrow. So yeah, I mean HDB also came out and announced certain things and uh I think even Desmond Lee was was as much as everyone was um tearing down Long Man Wise's proposal, he said that he did mention that it you know, it comes with noble intentions. Uh, PSP's proposals uh, mm. come with noble intentions, although executed completely. Probably he thinks it's executed wrongly, like, right? Mm. So then, in some sense, maybe there's some acknowledgement that there oh, are issues. You know, I mean, all these things do matter, <laughs> yeah. like, right? What, what matters, kind of language they use? What language they use in parliament to describe the problem? What they use to describe uh, opposition policies and things like that? So yeah, I, I'm very glad that this discussion has been kickstarted. Uh, 
about about the uh, the anxieties that Singaporeans face about uh, housing lah. Yeah, and I mean, yeah, he he did say that, and like he, when he says that, like like what you said, I also feel like okay, yes, Desmond, I'm glad you I acknowledge that because I love my house, right? Mm. Uh, I love the estate that I'm in, and I think wow, public housing pretty dope. But yeah, it just feels don't talk down and use all these technical terms and all that, and mm. like no man, it it, or, it is yeah. an issue. Or yeah. sing in parliament or or whatever to to try and you know make light of make light of the opposition's arguments, lah, right? Yeah, and you also said Desmond Lee said yalla but at some point, is it? No, no, I mentioned that in that Desmond, I think Desmond Lee's the way he's been characterizing the issue and all is much more of a yeah, you know, I understand your concerns, but blah 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 kind of thing, lah. Oh, I so thought he I, said yalla but. No, 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 he, no, he didn't say yalla but specifically. <laughs> what I meant was in the spirit of like, yes, we acknowledge that that the system uh, is far from perfect, but you know, we let's not throw the the baby out with the bathwater and everything like right you know mm, which is mm, i think mm. is, is is he's he's asking people to be prudent in how they were approaching this issue this issue as well like right that, yeah, that yeah. there's that it's a challenge for every city around the world uh, singapore has its own unique challenges because of our geography because of what we are and we need to be very careful about what we we propose even if it sounds sounds on paper like oh that's a great idea like right you know yeah yeah i think mm. i think like uh, off the bat of this parliament also, I think in future, one thing they, uh, I would also like to propose as a motion, external motion, is that anytime you say a faux pas in parliament, right, you need to take like a one-year uh, common man internship where you live in the HDB, you take public transport, uh, and you eat at hawker centers for one year, for one year. Mm-hmm. You cannot you cannot step into a car, you cannot uh, go to landed house, mm-hmm. uh, and you live life like that, and then you report yeah. back after that. No, I mean, simple lah. Suspend the driving license, or some suspend the driving license for that one year, but, but they don't like some of them. They don't. Okay, so the ministers, I know they don't drive lah. They have their own vehicles and all. Uh, they have, they have drivers or what? Yeah, they have drivers. Oh, yeah, okay, I, I don't so, know. I don't for, know. For, for a few that I've seen, like for, for a few, few that I've oh, seen, okay, okay, okay. for a yeah, few yeah. that I've interacted. Um, so so yeah lah. Just the the common man internship, the CM, internship, CMI, CMI, yeah. <laughs> CMI, <laughs> <laughs> the CMI. <laughs> We want to enroll in the CMI, CMI program. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The CMI program, Common Man Internship. Boom. Yeah. All right. The Common Man Internship. It sounds like a great reality TV show. Like. You know that TV yeah. show <laughs> from 10 years Celebrities ago? Celebrities get me out of here. Celebrities no, no, no. get me out of here. The one where, you know, the boss or the CEO of a large corporation disguises as oh, one yeah, of the yeah. employees <laughs> on the ground. They give him makeup. They make him wear the uniforms and then they go and work for for a day or two on the ground. Uh. So, it would be hilarious if we did a show like that where one of your MPs or what has to, you know, do that, what you say, the common man internship. Yeah. Just be on the ground, right? Be on the ground. And don't don't tell me you Minister of Transport, you take MRT. That doesn't count. People yeah, yeah, must not count. know you're the Minister of Transport. Yeah, you have to be, yeah, exactly. You have yeah. to be this guy <laughs> such that <laughs> your own staff cannot recognize you when you walk in. If you're like, exactly. oh, who's this guy? Hey, come here, come here. Let me check your back. Open yeah. up your back. <laughs> <laughs> they inside all your, exactly. your parliamentary documents, all this and all that. <laughs> yeah. Then all the profits from the show can go into the National Reserves. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. So there can be that one show that that, yeah. and you know that that show. I'm a celebrity. Get me out of here. Where they take oh, the yes, celebrities, yes. put them in the forest, right? Yeah, you yeah. do that with politicians. Like you know, I'm a politician. <laughs> get me out of get here. Get me out of here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Oh, uh, yeah. two external motions. Yes. Yes. It's a, okay. it's a big, very big, complex issue. I, I mean, we've barely even scratched the surface of it. Yeah. But we, I think, one thing is you, I do encourage everyone to actually go and uh, not just read it, but also just watch. 
how these speeches were delivered as well, right? Yeah, yeah. And and yeah, just yeah, just yeah. try and try and keep track of it. Like, because it's an interesting argument, like it's an interesting mm-hmm. argument. Uh, and just look for the high level cues, like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, cool, man. From one big parliamentary debate to another, the yeah. surprising thing is our you know our goofy topic is actually also from Parliament this time around. Yes, correct. Yeah, and what is um, it? And it is the uh, with the Minister of Manpower Tan Si Ling um, set out in Parliament uh, the plans to commemorate the hundred hundred year anniversary of the birth of Singapore's first Prime Minister Lee Kuan Yew. Mm. So there will be efforts to there will be grassroots and ground up. Um, there will be uh, like various grassroots groups have suggested ways to commemorate occasion, conferences, publications, activities to examine his legacy. Mm. Uh, business mm. leaders have proposed a fund for private dono- donations. Um, government agencies and and it feels like it's going to be a big thing. Like it's September sixteenth, I believe. Yeah, it's uh, so year. hundred years since the year of Lee Kuan Yew's birth, lah. Mm, yes. So, Harish, how dare you? How dare you characterize this as a goofy topic? This is a topic about our founding father, Mister Lee Kuan Yew. How dare you call it a goofy topic? But why do you? Why do you want to talk about it as a goofy topic? <laughs> I mean, I I just feel like uh, I mean, uh, I I'm also thinking. Okay, so how how should we look at the hundred year birth uh, anniversary of Lee Kuan Yew's birth? Lah? No doubt mm. he was influential in shaping the way Singapore grew and what Singapore is today. But mm. I do recall the one like a uh, thing that hit me when he passed away uh, and the weeks that followed, right? Where mm. a lot of the um, um, things in the media were all about the wonderful things he did. And he did a lot of wonderful things. Um, but mm. I think there was one article that I think you shared of someone in the UK who wrote that as much as when people die, you want to mem- remember their best their best efforts and best memories, right? For public mm. figures or very influential figures, it is very important that you don't hide the things they did that maybe were not that good mm. uh, because mm. it is important to not whitewash our memory of them la, for future generations, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, and I remember reading that, I'm like, oh shit, that is a very good point. So when this came up, I mm. did feel like, oh, okay, wait, is it like, wow, what's going to happen? Is it just going to be all celebratory? So I don't know. I don't know how to think about it. Mm. I don't know. Because mm. he yeah. is passed on. Um, uh, he did do a lot for Singapore. He did do some stuff that it was questionable or arguable. So I don't know, man. That's why I wanted to talk about it. But what about you? Uh? What made you agree to this? Um, Yeah, like you, I'm, I'm uh, very... In I'm actually very yeah torn about how to approach something like this right mm. because it's similar it's similar it there are parallels between this and the whole Oxley Road saga in my opinion you know mm. I think um if everyone can recall the Oxley Road saga it was basically the the children of Lee Kuan Yew right including our our current Prime Minister Lee Hsien Loong the children of Lee Kuan Yew uh basically at loggerheads about what to do with the Oxley Road house, right? Where a lot of uh his uh, a lot of historic things in Singapore's history happened, right? The 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 meeting of the PAP, the the PAP cadre and the founders, there's not founders, sorry, the pioneers of Singapore, right? Meeting in the basement of an Oxley Road house. And yeah, it being uh the birth I mean not the birth home, but the home of, you know, Lee Kuan Yew and also Lee Sen Lung's formative years as a child and everything, right? Mm. So 
I think there was a very clear intention by Lee Kuan Yew, or at least like, seemed according to what we know, is that he, uh, you know, of course, there's a lot of back and forth about what what actually he wanted, right? But it seemed like he did not want there to be a cult of personality around himself, right? Around mm. his uh, him being Lee Kuan Yew, the founding father of Singapore. He didn't want people coming to worship the house as if like, you know, he was like a magical being who bestowed glory upon Singapore or anything like that. And part of that, part of that meant that he wanted the house to be demolished, right? I think he, mm. he didn't say outright like that. And uh, there are also, then there were arguments about, you know, but this site is a historic, uh, it's a historic site for Singapore, right? It, it's a historic location, uh, even if you demolish the house, the place itself is literally the place where the early roots of Singapore were planted, the early roots of independence were planted and everything, right? So, uh, in quite a perverse way, it, in my mind, in my mind, my, my, after all these years, my understanding of it was that if you want to honor his decision to, to not build a cult personality around, around himself, right? Around Lee Kuan Yew and his memory, then mm. it also means that you cannot, even after he's gone, you cannot keep think, keep deferring to what his decisions, what his personal ones were, right? You also got mm. to think about what's the larger implication of his personal decision on the rest of Singapore. Mm. So to me, it was like, okay, if what Lee Kuan Yew wanted was uh, to demolish the house, but if in public interest there is, there is a necessity to keep the house around for historic purposes, for, for you know, nation-building propaganda, whatever, then the idea is to don't listen to him and follow what your parliament says, lah, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah so it, it's kind of a, it's kind of a, you, you see where there's a bit of like, uh, on one hand, I agree with him that we should not have this cult personality. On the other hand, that means we have to defy what he wants, lah, right? What he wanted yeah. after his death. Lah. So in some sense, I see that here as well. When I say when, they, when I say that is that um, if Lee Kuan Yew didn't want that cult of personality around him, I think I I don't know how he would react to knowing that people are celebrating his hundredth birthday or the hundredth anniversary of his birth date, lah, right? Mm. Uh, but at the same time, uh, you know, Singapore, we already as a country, we're a very young country. We don't have a lot of history to hang our hats on and and long uh, stretches of history that we can tell our children about and to be proud of and all that. So if there are stories that we can we can craft and build around, you know, the the the, the founding of Singapore and, and the understanding how how Singapore was was uh, became independent and was founded and everything, um is that a bad thing, right? You know, to celebrate it, mm-hmm. to to make it an event, to make it something that not only Singaporeans celebrate, but you know, when people, visitors to our country come one day and they're oh, do you know that that happened that week I was in Singapore, it was like the 100th anniversary of the, the birthday of the, you know, the, the of Lee Kuan Yew and everything. Is that necessarily a bad thing? So that's why I'm still, in, I'm still in like kind of two minds about it. Uh, very similar to the Oxy Road issue. Uh, that's why I thought it was a very interesting topic. Um. Okay, so so I get what you mean, like I get how there can be historical context, and it's still something worth uh, acknowledging, lah. I think for people mm. who maybe grew up, uh, like more recently, who don't understand the impact Mister Lee had, 
Sure. Mm-hmm. But okay, maybe so at the crux of it, for me, it was weird that this was brought up in parliament. Mm-hmm. Uh, like why parliament? Because, I mean, okay, it's basically like you have, the parliament is made up of multiple parties. We have one main party in power. Uh, mm. we, we know that Lee Kuan Yew was the key person of that party for a long time. Yeah. So to bring it up in parliament, what for the opposition also is like, uh, I would imagine if I'm an opposition member of, yeah, I will agree, but wh- why does it have to be in parliament where there are lines between us? Mm. This one, founding what father. What do you mean lines between us as in? I mean, you sit in parliament, if you're opposition, you are opposition, lah, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, as much as they're all Singaporean, there's Workers' Party, there's PAP, there's PSP, and all that. So, this one put in parliament, I don't see why it has to be in parliament. Why can't it be outside of parliament? Um, but it's a, it's, it's a Singaporean issue, right? Like, uh, the, I mean, obviously, if it's brought up in parliament, means that it probably will be uh, allocation of, of uh, public funding to, you know, to, to make these events happen and all that, right? So, if there's a need to discuss it in parliament and, and sort of highlight that these things are happening, uh, why not? I mean, regardless of what party, what party you're you're in, you also probably have some thoughts about, you know, how the the founding, the pioneers and everything, and the founding fathers of Singapore and all. So, why 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 cannot discuss in Parliament? Don't know, because eh? it's like, I mean, it's it's is it is it a, is it political? Okay, so I get the public funding thing, mm. but are all efforts that use public funds, things that are discussed in parliament, no. Oh, yeah. La. It has to be brought up, la, right? If it's a very, if it's meant to be a very, uh, if it's very contentious, for example. Like how big of, is this going to be? Like SG50 kind of scale? La? I don't know. Maybe that's the thing, right? Maybe maybe that's what they, they, he need. I mean, you can't just like drop the budget like one day, but you kind of got to just slowly talk about it in parliament and then when the budget rolls around, then they announce how much is being spent and things like that. La. Right. I mean, okay, if you want to announce in parliament, at least give a public holiday or something. La. Okay. Oh, that one, okay, that one, okay. that one you speak in parliament, you know? Like uh, that one, fucking everyone would, would support, no matter what you feel, you're like, okay, public holiday, sure, September 16th. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know, it just felt like, hmm, uh, I, I still am wrapping my head around because I, I agree, okay, 100 years, quite a, quite a big thing. And just the fact that he was born in 1923 already, I was like, oh shit, that's a long fucking time ago. Uh, mm-hmm. 100 years ago. But it just felt like in parliament, to bring it up, uh, I don't know, man. I'm still, I'm still in two minds. Why couldn't it have been done like outside? Uh, uh, what was the point? Uh? Is it? Is there a political angle to it? There you is, uh, for sure. I mean, as in, as okay, this is my. I think this is what I think also is yeah. that uh, Lee Kuan Yew is a very revered figure in Singapore, right? Yeah. Uh, especially with the older generation and all, and to to show that you are honoring, trying to honor his memory and all, I think it's a. It's a part of the political theatrics, like It's a very big move, like, right? Uh, it's 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 telling people that we are trying, we are a party that affirms Lee Kuan Yew's values and his vision for Singapore, what Singapore was, like. mm. So that's a big part of announcing, like, uh, announcing uh, that you are doing these things, like, right? It's like it's like it's kind of like the, it's kind of like, uh, you know, why why do why do you even do things like having when when you get married to someone there's a wedding ceremony and all that right right this is to you know you announce it to the world and you let people know that this means a lot to you lah, right and and if you want please come and partake in the in the celebration as well lah, right of but this, parliament of the has all like they talk about oh my i just had my third kid 
you know, oh, you know, I'm getting married next week. No, yeah. the moment they start saying that in parliament, I'm like, shut the fuck up, okay? I don't give yeah, a shit. Yeah, yeah. But people, <laughs> yeah, people, surprisingly, people have done, you know, commemorated their daughter's birthdays. I think one of the, the, new, the new MPs, like, right? Remember? Yeah, I don't, yeah, know, no, I, I don't care, okay? Yeah. <laughs> the no, but is see, that's the thing. It's Lee Kuan Yew, but it's Lee Kuan Yew. It's Lee Kuan Yew. He's like, Lee Kuan Yew, honestly, is, Lee Kuan Yew is one of, maybe one of uh, Singapore's biggest intellectual exports ever, yes. uh, right? Yeah, Like people correct. outside of Singapore, uh, you know, non, uh, non-Asian people, everything, they know Lee Kuan Yew. They've seen yeah. him, they've seen videos of him giving a uh, speech at, uh, in the, you know, the, in front of the US uh, yeah. uh, legislators and all that as well. So he's a big figure, lah, right? And to, if that also adds to the law of the founding of Singapore and, and makes, creates an event around, uh, around the history of Singapore as well. To me, maybe, yeah, maybe it's, it is, it's a big thing. It's, it's worth discussing in parliament. It's worth highlighting in parliament. It's worth announcing in parliament and, uh, in front of the cameras and in front of everyone else as well. Yeah, so for, support, for, for political purposes, it's great. Yeah, uh, yeah, and I guess everything you say in Parliament is for political purposes, lah. So yeah, yeah, I might yeah, just true, be yeah. be a snake eating my own tail, but I just yeah. felt like mm, okay. But at the end of it, right, whatever mm. happens, if it really like is is meant to do, like you know, um, stuff towards education, uh, mm, funds mm. for let me see, uh, the business, the businesses propose a fund for private donations that would support educational causes. If it yeah. does a lot for the causes, um, sure. It just has mm. a feeling of like, don't know. It feels like it's gonna snowball into like a a huge thing that that in some way not to say whitewash, but mm. I'm sure I'm sure there'll be the flip side lah. There'll be some sort of commemorating commemorating op, the Operation Cold Store and stuff. I I, mm. I don't know, man. It just feels like okay. He's also passed on, so talking about it is also making me feel a bit like, mm. um, yeah. I just I, I don't know how other people feel. I'm curious to know how. How other people feel or would feel mm. watching uh, Tan Ceiling talking about it in Parliament. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think, yeah, in that sense, I got no qualms about it being discussed in Parliament. The only thing I would actually suggest to them and all is that, um, you know, may- maybe make it more about the pioneers, the pioneers of, mm. of Singapore, mm-hmm. right? You know, as mm-hmm. opposed yes. to. Yeah, you can mention on the side that it also happens to be the 100th anniversary, but. Right now, it seems like the celebration is about Lee Kuan Yew and no one else, lah, right? About his hundredth anniversary. Whereas yeah. I, I feel like, um, yeah, the, you know, the, the, a lot of the foundations of the country were built on the backs of, of a lot of people, uh, you know, uh, aside from just Lee Kuan Yew himself, lah, right? Yeah. So yeah, yeah. maybe to, to also fulfill his wishes of not having a cult of personality building around him, but also at the same time reflect that. Yeah, he was part of a very big, important movement or a very big, important group of people who helped bring Singapore to what it is also, right? Uh, yeah, you, exactly. You don't, don't characterize it as a, a Lee Kuan Yew 100th anniversary thing, but more as a the founders of Singapore. And it happens to be, one of the happens to be Lee Kuan Yew who is his 100th anniversary of his birthday, like, right? Yeah. So that that to me, yeah, that to me, um, uh, it kind of, that, that's where I also, I'm like you, I also like, I'm not very sure how to, feel about this and I think it's great that that you know businesses and, and organizations are thinking of ways to commemorate uh the event by you know whether it's through charity and all that but just I think just the the naming of it is what the naming of it and and the focus of everything is what is is giving me a bit of pause right mm mm-hmm. 
So yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, I guess um see lah, see I'm I'm curious what people think also. Um yeah. Uh, maybe yeah. it's just me lah. Maybe I'm just a petty little ass lah. Maybe 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 all you yeah all you are looking for are just full pass that people make in, full in pass, parliament. Yeah, full pass. Then when they actually say something that is nice and that everyone loves, then you're like, what the hell? There's no scandal here. <laughs> Nothing interesting. No, I think more is this. I do want to go down to parliament. Uh, yes. Because yes. we were talking to someone yesterday and, and he reminded me that, oh, parliament is free for public. And I think it'd be fascinating mm. to watch, man. Yeah. It would, fascinating it would, yeah. to watch. So I, I will be popping by one of these days. Yeah. Cool, uh, man. Cool, well, cool, cool. cool. A, big, big, a lot of big topics. But uh, yes, let's talk about some one shook comments that we've come across recently. Yes. Uh one shook comment. Uh I mean so so for me on our Yellow Bud Reddit, uh I love the fact that people are now starting to do polls, uh even mm. when uh, I forget to do the polls. <laughs> so mm. so uh there's one poll that is still ongoing, uh which is what is the better name for our ship name, Teresh mm. or Herons? Yes. So that's still ongoing. The one that has closed is the Are you Team Bidet or Team Toilet Paper? <laughs> Kudos to yeah. Majestic Economist Six for setting this up. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I mean, the votes are in, like, Did you vote already? Yes, I voted. Yes. Yeah. So the votes there were seventy four votes. Okay. Mm. Uh, six put Team Team Others. I don't know what yes. the fuck you used to clean your ass. Um, mm. and between Team Bidet and Team Toilet Paper, right, you know the results already, lah. Yes, so I you know the results, of course. Yes, yeah. of course. So. So the winner with uh, an overwhelming 48 votes versus 20 votes is Team B-Day. Mm. Team B-Day won. You know, I'm so proud of our listeners. I'm so proud to every B-Day user out there um, because you guys are, you guys rock. You guys rock and you all have clean answers. Mm. Yeah. But I think, I think the, the <laughs> issue is that uh, when you say others, right, they should clarify what if you use a mixture of both toilet paper and B-Day. Dude, right. even then, twenty six votes. It still pales in comparison. Okay? No, yeah, but that's the thing. You never the it does, it's not spelt out as that that you do a hybrid of both. Because I think some people in the comments are saying that I do a hybrid. That means I use bidet to a point where I think it's okay. Then after that, I still use toilet paper to clean up. Any any. So then, what did they vote? We don't know what they voted. We don't know what they voted. That's the thing. You see, there's there wasn't an option for them that was very the, clear cut about what it was, like. The, the yeah. look at the signal. Okay, it's forty eight and twenty. And I know, six. I know, but so forty and twenty six. Even if there's six more people, it's mm. forty and thirty two. Team B day by right. a mile. Okay, Team B by a mile. Yala, but the whole point of this podcast is about let's look at. It's not it, you know life is a binary. You know you don't choose just B day or toilet paper. Sometimes you can do a little bit of both, and and that's where the nuance comes in in your decision making process. That do you, you don't just B-day? classify as others. Do, do, okay, do you right? use B day? Have you have you used B day often in the past? Yeah, yeah, I do. Only when I you use, don't have a... I'm the hybrid. I'm the hybrid. Now I'm hybrid already. La. I'm hybrid. You're hybrid yeah. already. <laughs> yeah, I'm hybrid. I'm hybrid. I'm hybrid Fully only if I need it. to go If I need to go outside where there's no bidet, then I'll use toilet paper. La. So that's my uh, hybrid. La. No, that's, uh, that's that's choosing one or the other. I'm saying that oh. if there's the option of bidet, I still will use some toilet paper first. Oh. Then after that, I see, I see. bidet to, to, you know, to finish it up. La, right? It's know, like washing yeah. like your dish la, after a meal. Maybe you yeah, scrub yeah, yeah, off yeah. some with a uh, kitchen towel <laughs> yeah, yeah. and then you wash it exactly. down. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. Because to me, I, I don't like the idea of like, it's like, you use the bidet, overuse the bidet is like you're taking a bath. Like, you know, it's like, 
Where's a bidet? It's, it's just meant to be like a, a quick squirt, uh, right? You know, it's not <laughs> no, like a bath. It's a quick squirt. Of the, uh, right? At the end of a, a short bidet session versus a normal bidet session, your ass will still be equally wet, right? Uh, yes, but uh, uh, see, that's where consideration comes in. They're not splattering around everywhere in the toilet bowl being hey, Terrence, being okay, I have everything. already amended that yeah. in our <laughs> office toilet, okay? <laughs> So obviously you know where where my criticism (laughs) is coming from. (laughs) So your squirt is a very gentle squirt, is it? Very gentle squirt. No, you got to go full blast and then you uh, wipe the splash. Yeah, but you answer the question. You answer the question as to how you do dishes. You don't just like, oh, there's still a sausage. There's still remnants of a sausage on my plate. Let me just use water and just just pour (laughs) over it. Then it still accumulates somewhere, right? In the sink and everything. You still need to throw it away first. Exactly, but if there's curry or something, I don't use a kitchen towel to wipe the curry and then use soap and water. No, I just go straight for the water. Depends, uh, depends on how yeah, how much work you want to give the, the poor person who has to clean your dishes and all that, right? That's me, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I clean the dishes in my house, okay? I clean, yeah, yeah, yeah. so I, I have enough street cred to comment on dishwashing. I clean all the dishes because yeah, yeah. uh, my wife your, does more of the cooking. La. Should get your wife's commentary on, on, on your bidet habits, uh. Maybe, yeah, put maybe. it out there and ask her yeah. but yeah <laughs> but, well, all I'm well, saying is that this there there was a, there wasn't the option of hybrid that was presented to people so I, again I don't feel it's like a super accurate representation or everything like, okay uh, but there is a winner there's a clear winner you cannot yeah, deny that there's a, it seems like yeah people want to use a bidet which seems I think like, is good dude, accept yeah, it yeah, yeah, accept yeah, yeah. it okay now you are trying you to be like Desmond Lee like that yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I the the intentions are noble. The intentions are noble, <laughs> but the we need to look very carefully at the data before we make any decisions. Yeah. Okay. Okay, yes. okay. What about you, man? Um, What's your one? But I want your comment. Actually, is is also for Reddit, comment. but uh, yeah, very related to uh, a problem that people seem to be having with uh, buffering issues of the podcast, lah. Yeah. I think the latest episode of the Jason Leong one, like um, maximum crest eight 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 eight. Or saying that they were looking for this podcast because I'm a fan of Jason Leong, but ho, I'm having issues loading oh, the podcast shit. in Spotify. Anyone else has this issue? And then some, but later, Maximum Crest comes and says, my workaround is I downloaded the episode in Spotify. Took a long time to download, but eventually it played smoothly. So it, Maximum Crest has come up with a workaround for people who are facing this issue. Like, I think you can set um, for a podcast to automatically download, like new episodes to download. Such that when you want to listen to them, there you know it's, it'll be there on your phone, ready for you to listen, ready lah. So at least at least one other person has tried it and said that yeah, it's a it's a good workaround lah. But at the same yeah. time, I think I mean we are looking into it. The last time, I mean okay, it might be a good problem that uh, we are getting uh, mm. too many downloads for our our podcast hosts, and we either need to yeah. upgrade our yeah. plan or something. So. So I, I think it's a good problem and we are definitely yeah. looking into it. Please yeah, yeah, don't yeah. give up after five minutes. I think like Mano officials say he gave up after five minutes. Have mm. the faith. Okay, have the faith. We will yeah. fix it. We will fix it. Yeah. That's right. Cool. Um, cool, cool, cool. But yes. So one what is your one-shook thing to accompany uh, your one-shook comment? My one-shook thing is the recent articles that have come out talking about um the Singapore women's uh, chukball team chukball is it chukball mm-hmm. mm. uh, yeah. so I mean I saw it actually like last week but there have been more and more articles written about it and I think it's great la. like uh, they are they are number one in the world they beat uh, the, the traditional powerhouses Chinese uh, Taipei uh, in a competition mm. last week and 
Yeah, it's, I mean, it's awesome. La, and like a lot of these people who are like part-time players, you know, they, they schedule their own training. They, they, like it's, it's almost self-run. La. So the national coach is also part-time. So it just feels like, hey, shit, like, um, that's pretty awesome that in a sport that is played not just in one country, like American football, mm. uh, mm. or it's, it's, uh, it's, we are number one in the world. La. And I think, mm. It's great to see these kind of things happen. Uh, it's great that there's more attention on them. Uh, and yeah, do we need to be number one in football? No, but for mm. sports like this, yeah, we need to support them all we can, man. So actually, so, actually, what is chukball specifically? Uh, do you know? Like, uh, so chukball. Can you describe what okay, the sport is. From what I understand, it's more like it's it's almost like a like a handball where. Okay. Uh, where there are two teams, they play in a court, there's a ball, but instead of scoring a goal, there's like this, this inclined square net at what, at both ends, and the goal mm. is to bounce it off and catch it back without the opponent getting the ball. Okay. So you run, you run, you avoid, and then you, you bounce it, and then, uh, that's how you score points. La. Okay. So it's an indoor sport, it's played in like, uh, uh, indoor courts and all. I think in badminton halls and all. So so interesting. I never I never knew the sport existed mm. until mm. now. But just yeah, shout out to the women's team, man. Interesting, interesting. Uh, yeah, I, yeah I, I even know that of this sport before, at least what it's called and everything. That's yeah, why it's, yeah. Uh, it's interesting to find out. But yes, uh, yeah. what about you? Um, my one shop thing is just uh, I think there's been an article going around and and some videos of I think in Portugal, um. There has been a new world record broken, mm. uh, and it's a very important world record. Is Bobby uh, Purebet Rafiro do Alatenio? I think that's a, that's a dog breed. Becomes the world's oldest dog on record at thirty years old. So there's literally a dog that is thirty <laughs> years old living in a tiny village in central Portugal. So, um, there's been, I think he broke a record that was, uh, from 1939 of a dog that lived until 29, until it was 29 years old. So this dog being, um, 30 years old has now, is now officially the world's oldest dog, uh, recorded in history, la, at 30 years old. So it's pretty crazy because the owner, old. yes, the owner, Fuck. Uh, the owner was eight years old when they first, they, when the dog was first born. And now he's 38 years old. I think, I'm guessing he's 38 years old. Lah. And now they're, they're still living in this, you know, tiny village in Portugal together. And, uh, it's crazy because you look at the dog and you can't tell that it's 30 years old. It's still walking around, running around freely, you know, uh, exploring the, the countryside and things like that. Lah. So it's a pretty crazy, it's really, I never knew that the record was, you know, more than almost a hundred years old already. And that it, it you know, it 30. will be broken by a 30 year old dog. Wow. Yeah, to, to, for context, dog. like most, a lot of dogs, once they get to like 15 and all, it's, it's, it's you're considered really old already, like, right? And usually that comes with a whole host of like health problems as well. Like you can't walk or, you know, like having, having trouble seeing, but. You look at the videos of this dog, it's, it's, he's like, well, looks well and healthy, man, at 30 years old. That's crazy, right? So you think it's, it's true, like, it's not a fraud or a fake, uh? I mean, we take it for what it is, like, don't be so cynical, like, oh, no. like, dog, <laughs> a dog world record, also, you want to also call that out. Like. <laughs> ah, now <laughs> you know how it feels like when someone oh. shits on your one shook thing, like, right? Oh, no, it's not a one shook thing, you're shitting on, 
like a hey, dog. No, no. You're sitting on a 30-year-old dog, a senior, pioneer, pioneer generation dog. Yeah, like so this, <laughs> this is what will happen in parliament. If anyone were to say, I think we are putting too much funds towards Lee Kuan Yew's 100-year thing, they're like, you're not shitting on uh, the commemoration, <laughs> you're shitting on Singapore. You know, yeah, the yeah, founding yeah. father of Singapore. Yeah. Just say, but, I mean, um, I'm happy for the dog, man. I'm happy for the owners, happy for the dog, happy for you, man. Uh, I, I think that you, yeah also I mean if you read a bit more they, they, they ask the owner what do you think is the secret of his longevity he says that being close to nature because they are right next to you know farms and, and, and nature mm. and everything and so the dog has never been like chained or even kept on a leash and they always let him eat whatever healthy food human food they're eating as well right mm. and uh, yeah that, that you know if there's anything that's also more a reminder that nature being close to nature, eating healthy, uh, you know, eating natural and all that is good for us, lah, regardless of what kind of animal you are. Lah. Sweet, man. Yeah, pretty crazy. Cool. But yes. Cool, cool. All right. All right. Uh, that, was a, that was a slightly long one, but thanks yeah. for listening, everybody. Thanks.